Hello, Scaling Up Nation. Trace Blackmore here, your host for Scaling Up. And folks, it is December 28th. We have just three short days remaining in 2018. And I thought, what a great opportunity to talk about what 2018 meant to this show and what were some things that I did in 2018. So I got to tell you, the fact that I even have a show that people listen to amazes me. So I want to thank you for being a listener of Scaling Up H2O. And I also want to thank all of those people that have helped me make Scaling Up H2O shows this past year. We all know that I can only come up with so much material. So the fact that you all are calling in and even recording your own voices asking questions. I can't tell you how much that has meant to me because that means we can all have more material, which means more shows. So for those of you that have done that, thank you so much. For those of you that have not done that, it's very easy. Go to scalinguph2o.com and you can click the record voicemail or you can send a show comment to me. Either way, I'll get your information and I will get that on the show, on the appropriate show that it falls on. Thank you so much for those that have done that and those of you that are going to do this. Folks, I can't believe it. This is the 66th episode of Scaling Up. So for 66 times, I have come to you with something about water treatment, something about business, something that has hopefully made you a little bit better or try something different after you listen to the show, I cannot believe when I started this program in April of 2017, how much things have changed. So I thought it might be neat to do a similar exercise that we do in our Vistage meetings. Now, Vistage, you know, is a business group that I belong to, and Tim Fulton is my business coach. Tim is retiring this year. I'm going to miss Tim so much. He has taught me so much, not only as a person, but a facilitator and a business owner. He's just an incredible person. You all know that because you heard him back in episode 22, uh, that's scalinguph2o.com forward slash 22. Tim came on. He did a great job, but he has done a great job in helping me for the last eight years. Tim, buddy, we are definitely going to miss you, but an exercise that he has taught me is called Skull. And Skull is a great meeting opener. It stands for Success, Challenge, Opportunity, and lessons learned. So S-C-O-L-L, skull. So I thought I would do a little skull with scaling up. So let's look at the past year for scaling up. So some successes for scaling up is we did 39 shows this year. That is amazing to me, especially from when we started and I thought I was only going to produce one show per month because I didn't think I was going to have any other time to do this. I've had to learn how to change where I spend my time in order to do a weekly show. 
But that has been a success that we have 39 shows this year. Folks, this next one I want to tell you just so humbles me. We started out with just less than 5,000 subscribers at the beginning of 2018. We are over 9,000 subscribers to Scaling Up H2O. That just blows my mind. That's a stadium of people listening to Scaling Up H2O. Folks, thank you so much for subscribing to this program. I love it and I love all the energy that you guys bring to me because it helps me do what I do better. And then, of course, I think the biggest success that we have was me listening to the scaling up audience. And there just simply was not enough scaling up on a regular basis. And I was asked to do a weekly show. I didn't know if I was going to be able to do that or not. But yes, we did a weekly show this year. So now scaling up the format is each and every Friday, a brand new episode goes straight to your favorite podcast provider. And I've received so much great feedback about that, saying that that is the right amount. You need something each and every week to keep that motivation going. So I am happy to bring that to you. So let's get into some of the challenges. Well, the challenge is we're doing a weekly show now. So that means I'm going through material faster than ever before. I know I say that on almost every episode, but that has been a huge challenge. I am going through all of the show ideas and materials and questions at a rate that I have never consumed it before. So the challenge is, is how do I replenish that? How do I find more things to talk about? You guys know I like to read a lot. Now when I read, I am looking for podcast ideas. When I talk to people, I'm looking for potential podcast hosts. I have completely changed how I read and how I talk to people just based on this podcast. Is this person going to help me with another episode? No, they're not. I'm going to move to the next person. No, I don't quite do that, but I'm always looking for new material. I've also had the opportunity to rethink how I produce this podcast. Uh, lots of things have changed because we are going weekly, and I've also found out that I cannot do it alone. I started this podcast on my own. Now, uh, I have two other people on my staff. Their names are Carla and Sean Carla, she does all the scheduling, reaches out to the guests, does all the social media that a lot of you respond to. Carla, you do a great job. Thank you so much for everything that you do. And then Sean is my audio engineer, and Sean is just amazing. I don't sound this good. Sean makes me sound like I'm halfway intelligent. So that just doesn't happen. Sean's really good at his job. So thank you both for everything that you allow me to do because you're both so good at your job. Another challenge that we had this year, and my hope is you never even noticed this, but because Scaling Up was getting more popular, I was running out of bandwidth on my old podcast server. So they kept on charging me more fees and more fees and more fees because I would always top that top scale on how many people could download the episode. So I had to move from that server to another server. And again, it's my hope that you saw that totally seamless and you didn't even know that we moved from one to another. But I got to tell you, on the other side of the microphone, that was a little interesting. We had to do a lot of things behind the scenes. We ran two servers at once for a while. 
we got it all taken care of. And I got to tell you, I learned a whole bunch of things that I should have done from the beginning that would have made that process a whole lot easier. But we did get through it. And it's my hope that, again, you guys never even knew about it. But that was a huge challenge for us this year. Now that it's done, we're all very happy that we did it. It's a lot easier format. It's a lot easier for us to upload items to you. It used to be a 12-step process. Now it's a one-step process. That just made Carla very, very happy. So that was probably my last challenge that I will mention for the 2018 year for scaling up. So let's talk about some of the opportunities. One of the opportunities that I had but I did not take was I was asked to speak at a water expo over in China. Folks, I was so humbled by that. Unfortunately, I had a previous commitment at the AWT where I was teaching at the technical training. I so badly wanted to go over over to China. That just seems like such a great opportunity. They invited me again the following year, but I had another opportunity, of course, and, and you know how important the Association of Water Technologies is. Also, I've had the opportunity to enhance the website that the listeners come to, that you, the Scaling Up Nation, come to, and make it a lot easier for you to find items. A lot of you have improved your reading list based on my reading list, so you will now see under the resources page, not only can you more easily find the books that our guests talk about, but you'll also find my top books in my reading list. So we've got a couple of lists for you. Make it very easy for you just to click on there, and then that will take you to an affiliate Amazon link where you can order that. And if you're a Prime member in two days, that puppy shows up on your door. What did we ever do without Amazon? Another great opportunity that I had this year was I was able to speak with one of my heroes, and you guys heard it here on Scaling Up. It was episode 29. It was the one with the submarine captain. Of course, I'm talking about Captain David Marquet of the United States Navy. He wrote the book, Turn the Ship Around, and you all know that I'm a huge fan of the seven habits of highly effective people. Well, Captain Marquet wrote this book, and it's the best application that I have ever read using the principles learned in the seven habits of highly effective people. I've always thought that he was just incredible. I've seen him speak a couple of times, but I've never really spoken directly to him. So having him come on the show was just so cool for me, and I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And then the last opportunity is just how many people I have met because I bought this microphone and I have got this show called Scaling Up H2O. Thank you so much for all of you that have reached out to me and talked about this show, given me ideas for this show, telling me things that you have done because of this show. That is just huge. And that has just been the biggest opportunity because we have this podcast. Last thing up is lessons learned. So lots of lessons learned this year, and I'm trying to figure out the best lesson to share with the Scaling Up Nation of what I've learned about scaling up. And I think it's just a combination of all of the items that I just mentioned. The vision that I had for scaling up matches nothing 
now to when I started. I thought I was going to do a monthly podcast. It was going to have a couple of tips about water testing and maybe talking to customers. I really didn't know what I was going to do with it. And it has evolved so much because you, the Scaling Up Nation, have either written in or called or texted. A lot of you even have my cell phone numbers. You called me directly and you said, hey, this is what Scaling Up needs to be. And we have made that format to adopt what the Scaling Up Nation needs. So I am just, again, so incredibly humbled that we have so many listeners out there and that those listeners care enough to make the show better. And because you're doing that, I am able to be better at doing the show. So I think the lessons learned is just try to focus on where you're going and make sure you have metrics to to see that you get there. But don't be so tied to something that you can't change for the better. And I don't think I was ever there, but because I had so many good friends and listeners that would call me and let me know what this show should do, I am very proud of what this show is now, and that is because of all of those people. Like I said, I started off doing this myself. I've got two additional people on the Scaling Up staff. We were a monthly podcast. We're now a weekly podcast. And I got to tell you that when I go back, I actually did this this morning in preparation for this show. I listened to episode number one. And that was before I had just ordered my microphone. Uh, Actually, I just placed the order on Amazon. I get everything from Amazon. And it hadn't come yet, but I needed to get an episode out there so iTunes could accept it. And I just used my headset to record it. And now I listen to how I am today. And Sean, again, thank you for making me sound so much better than I really do sound. But you can just hear how the show has taken on its own identity. And I had no idea that that was going to happen when I first turned my headset on back I believe it was April 4th of 2017. So uh, lesson learned, and I'm going to continue learning lessons. A lot of you write into me and say that I inspire you to either read more or try something more or rethink the ways that you've always done something. So with that in mind, I thought I would take you through some of the accomplishments that I've had in 2018. Now, I do this not to be braggadocious at all. I'm a very humble person. I do this because I hope that this motivates you and allows you to know what I'm thinking about. And maybe you can start thinking about things that you can do for the 2019 year. So one of my goals is to read, and we all have difficulty reading because we're in our cars, and you know that my favorite tool is Audible. You also know that I can get you a free month and a free book by going to my affiliate link for Audible at scalinguph2o.com forward slash Audible. And I listen to a bunch of Audible. I am always buying extra credits on Audible. And folks, they have sales on those on occasion. So uh, last time I had a little pop-up on my phone, I think I was able to get three credits for like $25. Normally a credit is $10 to $15, something like that. So if you ever see that, and you're a big reader, take advantage of that. That's what I try to do. So I have read or listened to 44 books this year. 
and some of them were better than others. Every single one of them though, I promise I have implemented at least one thing from each of them. And that's my goal. When I read a book, and I don't read a lot of fiction, uh, I don't read any fiction, in fact. I want to read something that's going to help me with my business. It's going to help me be a better business owner. It's going to help me be a better boss, a better team leader. It's going to help me in the field or communicate better. Those are the things that I enjoy reading. And maybe I'm just not wired right. I truly do enjoy reading stuff like that. And my goal is to take at least one thing from each of those books and start implementing it. In fact, one of the books that I read was called The One Thing, and I can't remember the author's name, but in it, he said that we really shouldn't multitask, and that really upset me. I remember thinking that I have made an entire life on multitasking, and the whole premise of that was when you multitask, you can't give your best effort to any one thing because it's spread apart through so many things. So I'm still a multitasker, but I have also found out that when I am working on something that really needs to be done superbly well, or I need to do something quickly, I can't multitask. And that book really helped me with that. It also helped me to cut out some of the things that I was doing that I probably shouldn't have been doing. Not that they were bad, but other people were able to do them better than I could. And then that freed me up to do the things that I was really good at. So that was an example of something that I took from one of those books. And of course, I share on this podcast a lot of things that I take from those books. I also joined a mastermind group. We might have talked a lot about a mastermind group on a previous episode. The term mastermind comes from Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. That is an older book. It is a really awesome read for anybody who's in business, for anybody who works with people. I think for anybody who does anything, it is a great read. It's definitely dated a little bit, but if you read it, it could have been written today just with some older language. And he talks in that book about how people have to get together and talk about what's going on with them, what they need help with, how others can help them. And that's what a mastermind group is. I got to tell you, I have been a member of mine for about four months now, and just being able to talk to other men about what's going on, um, we're in a men's group, of course, there's female groups that are mastermind groups, but I don't have access to those, obviously. I don't want to leave anybody out, that's why I said that. But anyway, that has helped me so much, and there's an accountability portion with that. So when I say I'm going to do something, those guys hold me accountable that I am going to do it. They also give me really good feedback based on things that they know that I've done before and how I've reacted before, and they have no problem calling me out when they know I'm giving them a line. Now, the only investment they have is they want to see me do better. So how cool is that to enter a room of people that are just there to make you better and you're there to make them better? So maybe you should look into that mastermind if that's not a term that you're familiar with. And Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich is a really good read as well. Something that I do, and I did this a couple times this year, and I thought I was the only one that did it, but then I read a book that I'm just getting ready to tell you about. 
So I personally will reach out to people that I just think are really cool and I want to get to know and I'll just call them up or write them a letter and say, hey, you know, I, I really admire you. I'd like to meet you for lunch or I'd like to talk with you. And that's actually what I did with Captain David Marquet. There was no reason for him to talk to me, but I went ahead and made that introduction off of a cold call. He was gracious enough to have a great conversation with me. And then, of course, I scheduled him on the podcast. Well, one of the books I've read recently, and folks, this book was hilarious. There's some language in it, but it was just so funny. Jesse Itzler, who is Sarah Blakely's husband. Sarah Blakely is real famous here in Atlanta. She invented Spanx. I've never seen a pair, but I understand they're pantyhose without legs. Anyway, her husband owns a company, and I think it was NetJet. Don't quote me on that. And anyway, it was uh, how does the common folk fly privately? He came up with that solution where you could buy like uh, 25 hours on a plane. And of course, that's way above my price range. But other people have taken advantage of that. And he has been very successful with that. He also owns the Falcons here in Atlanta, or he's a part owner with that. Really awesome entrepreneur in his own right. Well, he wrote a book called Living with Seal, and he hired a Navy SEAL to train him for 30 days, and that book was just hilarious. But in that book, he said he does the exact same thing. He'll find somebody that he admires, and he'll just go out and say, hey, I'd like to meet you. So I'm actually going to reach out to Jesse Itzler and see if I can meet him. He does live here in Atlanta, so I'll, I'll let the Scaling Up Nation know how that goes. The reason I actually read that book was I started working with a personal trainer this year, and he recommended that I read Living with Seal so I wouldn't think that he was so bad. But folks, here's the thing. You might not know this about me. I'm a diabetic, and I'm on a couple of medications for being diabetic, and because I'm eating better than I have ever eaten before, and because I am working out, it looks like I'm going to be able to come off of at least one, if not both, of my diabetic medication. So that is huge. Again, I'm just sharing all these wins with you because I'm hoping that this inspires you to do something great in 2019. Something else I'm really, truly proud of is I helped four other water treatment companies practice water treatment better. So what I'll do is I'll go out as a consultant and we'll play games like, uh, let's see if I can steal the business away from you. Now, I really don't, but what I want to do is take them through my process. And if there are any cracks in their program, isn't it better for me to tell you that than for a competitor to come in and tell your customer that? So that's one of my favorite things to do. And I did that with four other companies this year. And folks, it's interesting to me that a lot of people get into the water treatment industry and you're fabulous water treaters, but we don't do a lot to learn how to be fabulous business owners. And that's something I try to help people with. A lot of people don't realize how a balance sheet works, how a profit and loss statement works, how a cash flow statement works. A lot of people in the water treatment industry will just run their business from their checking account. One of my huge successes is when an owner calls me back after I've worked with them 
and they've actually been able to figure out what their business is doing in a way that allows them to make decisions because they're actually using their financial data. So don't be ashamed if you don't know that. Folks, we're water treaters. We are very good at what we do. Many of us just simply were not trained to read these cash flow statements, P&Ls, and balance sheets, but that is a simple tool, and you can learn how to do that as well. So anyway, all four of these companies have called me back and said that their businesses are running better, their people are happier, and I am just so happy that I was able to work with these guys and make their companies just a little bit better. And again, it wasn't me. I I didn't do anything but point a couple of items out. It was them that did everything. Another one of the successes that I've had this year is I have spoken at six separate events. And I've been able to meet a lot of new people in the Scaling Up Nation. I've been able to get a lot of new information to put on Scaling Up. But I really enjoy speaking in front of audiences. And I really feel that every time I get in front of people and I speak, I become a better speaker. And one of the tools that I use from the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and I know you've heard me talk about this, is third-person teaching. When I want to learn something and somebody's teaching it to me, I don't envision myself as a student. I envision myself as the next generation teaching this. So this person's teaching me, and I'm immediately in my mind thinking of how I can teach this to somebody else. So when there's a call for papers on a local organization here in Atlanta, I normally submit that on any of these new topics that I want to learn more about because it is going to pressure me to anticipate the questions that are going to come from the audience so I can answer those intelligently and get the information that the listener, now the new students, need so they can go out and practice that. Earlier this year, you heard from one of my friends, one of our customers, David Vinces. He was episode 56, that's scalinguph2o.com forward slash 56. And in that episode, I shared with you that David and I were co-chairs of the BTO committee in BOMA. BTO stands for Building Trade Organization, and it is the committee that the building engineers all belong to. And we're trying to figure out how to better educate the engineers, what information do the engineers need to know on upcoming code changes, and stuff like that. Well, just a few short weeks ago, I received a phone call from the new BOMA president, and they asked if I would chair that committee this year. Now, I told them that I was not a building owner or manager, and I wanted to make sure that they knew that. She told me they did know that, but they were really impressed with what I had done the previous year. Folks, I'm part of a team. I'm just, I'm just doing what the team's doing, nothing straight for me. With that said, I am the first vendor member, if you will, to ever chair a committee in Boma, Georgia. So I am extremely humbled from that. And if you remember from that episode 56, David was giving me a hard time because that wasn't really the first that I was the co-chair and I was a vendor member. Well, he confirmed for me, I am the first chair as a vendor member. So I'm really, really proud of that. 
Something that's totally out of my comfort zone that I've done this year is I've started working with kids at my church. Uh, in fact, I went to camp with 20 kids that I was responsible for. Folks, these were 20 12-year-olds. And I got to tell you, for three days, I was a 12-year-old. That was some of the most fun that I have had in a long time water balloon fights, tug of war. They have this thing where you jump off this pier. It's called the blob and it kind of launches you into the lake. It was just amazing. I had a great time. I'm looking forward to doing it next year as well. And I think above all else, the thing that I'm most proud of this year is how many people, I've said this before, how many people I was able to meet because of scaling up H2O. And when people come up to me and say that they are a better water treater because they're now listening to the show and they were doing the same thing over and over again, but now they're thinking about things differently and they are able to do things just a little bit differently and that gets them to the next level. Or when people come up and say, I'm committed to get my certified water technologist designation or whatever designation that fits your specific market that you're in in water treatment, that makes me feel so awesome because one of my goals, actually my ultimate goal is to make the industry better. And folks, when you do something like get certified, you are committing yourself to the industry and that makes the industry better better. So I want to thank all of you that have done that. This year, 145, I don't have the number right in front of me, people have taken the CWT challenge. I know for a fact that 15 people have reached out to me and said they've either gotten their CWT or they're getting ready to take their exam by the time this show airs. So folks, thank you so much for doing that. And I really appreciate you allowing me to be part of that story. I thought the next thing we would do, it'd be a little fun to look at some of the items that are either predicted to happen next year or the items that are going to happen next year. So this is from a site called Quantum Run, and that's what they do is they predict things. So coming up, what we can look forward to in 2019, 5G will replace 4G. So we'll start seeing our laptops and our phones start being able to accept those. I'm not sure if that means we're going to have to get new equipment. It probably does. GM will release their own version of self-driving cars. And folks, it's finally here. Season 8 of Game of Thrones will be released in 2018. I know we've all been waiting for that. That is the most mentioned show on Scaling Up, I think. And then here's something that was very interesting. Harley-Davidson will release their first electric motorcycle. It's going to be called the Livewire. The whole thing about Harleys is how cool they sound. I'm not sure how they're going to get that with the electric version. And then Volvo has committed that they're going to continue manufacturing their existing models, but any new models are all going to be electric. That's really interesting. Folding cell phones are going to make a comeback in 2019. And the internet will actually take over TV in terms of minutes consumed in a day. So more people will spend time on the internet than they do watching television in 2019. We're also looking to expect an economic recession during the first couple of quarters in 2019. So those of you that have read business magazines such as Inc., you have been expecting this because several people have been forecasting that we would see a recession in 2019. 
And then I saved the best for last. Star Wars Episode Nine is being released in 2019. Folks, I hope you take a couple of moments to think about how you're going to be better in 2019 and what are some of the accomplishments that you can make in the 2019 year that are going to allow you to be better. Take a moment, write those down, share that with somebody, have them do the same thing, hold each other accountable, and then celebrate it when you get it done. Folks, this has been a great year for me, so thanks so much for helping me get this year to be so great, and thank you for continuing to listen in 2019. We're going to get 2019 started off great. I will see you next year, folks.